Hey, my name is Lizzie Smiley, and I absolutely love helping people connect with their calling and all the tools they need to kick roadblocks and excuses right out the door so they can cultivate the life they dream about. If you want to launch, grow, pivot, or scale your Etsy shop, or you've always wanted to develop the mindset and skills to run your own business, then I'm your girl. I've had that entrepreneurial spirit going strong since my very first lemonade stand, and now I'm a work-at-home mama with multiple online companies and a full-time Etsy shop, all while being present with my kids for the everyday chaos and most important milestones. On this podcast, we'll talk about all things business, mindset, Etsy, creativity, dazzling our customers, and so much more. There's plenty of room at this table for you, so scooch on in and let's go. I'm holding nothing back. Welcome to How to Sell Your Stuff on Etsy. I'm so glad you're here. Hey, hey, welcome back to the show, How to Sell Your Stuff fam. I'm so excited for today because we have our beloved Jenny from the shop back on the episode. You guys love it. I love it. She loves it. We have such a great time. I am, we just finished recording and I'm cracking up because the way I don't, you have to let me know if you like these styles of episodes because I feel like, like, yes, we have talking points, but we are just, it's a free for all talking over each other and everything. Now, talking to her on the video from Greece, there's always a bit of a delay and everything, but so much was covered. We had so much fun. I got all of my holiday print on demand questions answered. So I'm excited for you. You can definitely bookmark this. If you are newer to the podcast, Jenny from the shop is one of our OG, like BFF print on demand experts. Her first episode on the podcast was number 25, where she just like blew open print on demand. That is a must listen episode. If you're in the print on demand space or thinking about it, she just tells you everything. I, at the time I knew nothing about it and I just ate it up. And it's been, I think it's my, to this day, my most downloaded episode ever, number 25. She also came back earlier this year for number 67, where she talked all about designing for print on demand, which is a beast of a subject in and of itself. 67 is another great one to listen to for more Jenny. But today I just needed her to come answer all of my questions about the holiday stuff around print on demand because I know I'm kind of like bracing myself, buckling my seatbelt for what I know is a different season from the rest um, for this type of business. So uh, she, we're like, well, let's just turn this into an episode. And so you're welcome. Enjoy. I hope you do. Let me, for the new folks in the room, share a little bit. So after replacing her teaching salary by selling print-on-demand shirts on Etsy, Jenny of Jenny from the Shop, which is her TikTok handle, is now living part of the year in Greece with her family and enjoying time and financial freedom that a corporate job simply can't offer. She's continuing to run her Etsy shop no matter where in the world she finds herself, and she teaches print-on-demand tips on TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram. In today's episode, she's also sharing um, all kinds of insights about the holiday season and how you can best position yourself in your print-on-demand shop to have as stress-free holiday as you can. (laughs) So come on, guys. Let's welcome Jenny back to the show. Oh, it's like putting on a comfy pair of slippers. She's the very best, best, best. Jenny, yay! Hi. Hi. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for having me. This is old hat for us now, right? I mean, we could do this in our sleep to chat together on here. Totally. Totally. (laughs) So the last time you joined us was in February, and that was when we talked about um, how to design for print on demand, Mm -hmm. which 
big deal because there's a lot of bad designs and we need you in our lives. Um, but tell us like, okay, so first of all, there's going to be people in here who are newer to the podcast. So you got to give a little, a little bit of your story and then we've got to talk about what you've been up to since February. So, okay. Sorry. I already went off script. Shocking. Start with your story. (laughs) Um, okay. So basically my story in a nutshell, and if you want to hear it, in full version, go to episode 25 because that was my first episode on Lizzie's podcast. And I think I like really dove deep into the entirety of the story, but I'm going to give it to you in a nutshell because it's still fun to share. So basically, I thought I wanted to be a teacher since the time I was five. I then became a teacher. I was a teacher for eight years and I suddenly felt super burnt out and exhausted. And maybe part of the reason was because I had my own child finally. So at that point, I just felt really burnout. I was teaching kindergarten. So as you can imagine, that's very tiring. And then I would get home and have a baby to take care of. And it was just, I was like no longer myself. And it, I wanted a change. So, but I wasn't confident enough to make the change yet. Okay, I'm making this story way longer than it needs to be. No, do it. We love it. (laughs) I wasn't confident enough to make the change yet because I felt stuck. I was like, what else would I do? Like, I'm going to be a teacher for the rest of my life. I went to college to get my degree. I'm going to be a teacher. There's nothing else I could do that would like make me more than I'm making now. And um, which wasn't a lot that much at the time. My husband and I would go to Greece every single summer for the past 10 years. And at the end of every summer, I would get like huge Sunday scaries where like, like the whole month of August was like Sunday scaries where I was like, oh man, I got to go back to work. Oh, we got to leave Greece. And like it, I can still feel it in the pit of my stomach. It made me feel sick. And my husband... Um, the year that my daughter was one was like, I want to stay. Let's just stay. We were in Greece. He's like, let's just stay. I was like, we can't just stay. Like we have our jobs to go back to. And I could see in his eyes, he was dead serious. And I was like, oh my gosh. And he was like, you don't even really want to go back to your job. And I was like, I know you're right, but what would we do? You know? And, but I just like knew his soul wanted to be here so bad. And like, I kind of did too. And I also knew my soul wasn't fully with teaching any longer. So that's like what initially started in my head. I was like, I got to figure something out. Like I need to do, like, I shouldn't be in this building every day where I'm unhappy. And then also I know like my husband really wants to move to Greece and I'm not mad at it, you know? (laughs) So, um, (laughs) So went back to work or actually right before I went back to work, I'm like brainstorming. I remember just being so upset about going back to work and I was just like, please, like basically praying, like I need an answer. Like there's gotta be another way. Like I just remember feeling like kind of rock bottom, not rock bottom, but like, um, you know, like just so upset and like depleted and like there has to be another way, like angry. And then within the next week, I was like, oh, I always wanted to be a children's book author. And I was, I used to paint back in the day. I was artsy. And um, this is going on way too long. No. I'll, I'll wrap it you're up. You're saying stuff you've never said to me before. I know. You know, I, I never said this to anybody, actually. Oh, I never said do it. Like, there's a reason for it. Do it. Yeah, I never said, like, this part, like, as deep. I never, like, uh, whatever. Okay, so. <laughs> um, so, I and I used to paint back in the day. So, I was like, okay, I'm going to make a children's book and I'm going to illustrate it because I always wanted to. And I was like, I'm going to learn how to self-publish it. And this is going to be the thing that makes me all the money. Like I just like 
got that glimpse in like that gut feeling like that was going to be it. And I got excited about it. And so every day, um, the first couple months of school of work, I would work on my children's book and like in the morning, my lunch break after work. And I finished my children's book within like, I think it was like six months, September, October, November, December, January, February. Okay. Yeah. Like six, seven months. Okay. So now we're in March, 2020 and, um, COVID hits and I had just published my book. I remember it was like March 7th, just published my book. And then all of a sudden my school's like, we're going to be closed for two weeks. And so I was like, what, like, okay, great. Now I have time to figure out how to advertise my book on, and I was advertising it on Amazon KDP. So I was YouTubing, like, how do I advertise my book on Amazon to get more sales? And during that time, um, I think it was like an advertisement popped up on a YouTube video that I was watching and it was about selling t-shirts on Etsy, but it wasn't print on demand. It was, they had their own cricket machine and everything. And she was teaching how to sell t-shirts on Etsy. And I was feeling very anxious and sporadic at the time because it was like the height of the pandemic. And I was like, oh, forget my book. This sounds fun. Like I'm going to, I want to start a t-shirt shop. And like, this is what I can do the next two weeks. I don't know, like crazy pandemic thoughts. So I went right to Amazon (laughs) and I purchased a bunch of t-shirts, a cricket machine, a heat press, like the material, all the materials I needed. It came up to like, I forget, it was like 400 or $600. Like it was up there. And I barely had the month, that extra money at the time, but I just felt so anxious. Clicked purchase. And then I went right back into YouTube and I, <laughs> it was literally a roller coaster. And I searched, um, how to start an Etsy t-shirt shop, something like that. Right. So um, I'm watching all these videos on how to start a T-shirt shop, like where people are physically making the products. And then I think it was another ad or like a video that popped up for me. And it was videos about print on demand. And they were like, you never have to touch a physical product. You like you you make the design, you put it on a T-shirt on a picture of a T-shirt. And you list that, and you list that picture on Etsy. And when someone orders it, the printing company will print and ship it to your customer for you. You never even touch it. And I was like, what? <laughs> and I, <laughs> so I couldn't believe it. I was like, what in the universe is happening? So then I went right back to Amazon and I canceled my order within 20 minutes of the purchase. And I remember Amazon emailing me and they were like, we'll let you know in 48 hours if you get a, your refund or not, like for your cancel. And I was like, Ugh. I'm like, I just spent all this money. Like they better refund me. And they did refund me. Thank God. But, um, so then literally from that night, that moment on, I just dove in to print on demand and my shop started making sales pretty quickly. This is something else I don't think I ever told anybody what is happening. My shop started making sales like within the first couple of weeks because I was making pandemic related shirts. Oh my now I didn't, like, I didn't like blow up because of this, but it got me like, I remember I had got like 13 sales by like week, like three or four or something. And I was like, this like works. What? <laughs> I was just like, strangers want my stuff? Like what? And like, I initially made a shirt because my cousin 
um, was supposed to get married and her wedding was canceled. And I felt like, sorry, like I felt really bad. So I, I made a shirt for her and she was like, you should put this in your shop. And I did and it started selling. So that's what gave me like the realization that this actually works. But I knew I had to like still learn and stuff because I knew like the pandemic wasn't going to last forever. And so I was like, you know, okay, well, what are some other designs I can make or niches I can design and whatnot? So I had to learn the ropes from there, but I got lucky from the start because I jumped on that little trend, that little wave. Were there a lot of others uh, competing shirts in that yet? Or did it take a few minutes for people to catch on? I was like... I was like the first one. No way. <laughs> it was just the timing because think about it. I started my shop right when they were like shutting everything down and people's weddings were newly getting canceled. So I remember being like the first shirts for that. And I was like, I remember being like, this could be huge. <laughs> and it was, I mean, it started because if I think if I didn't have that and, and, and I know you have like good people on your podcast, but I know there's going to be some people that are gonna be like, she's a pandemic POD shop. She's only successful because she started in the pandemic. Stop that right now. <laughs> <laughs> I've been getting that comment too much. Like you're only successful because you started in the pandemic. No, I know it's not just from that. Like, because that shirt only sold, like that's what started my selling. But like, there there's so much more that went into it that like I know like I wasn't successful just because I started in the pandemic but those were my first sales to be honest but you've also you you oh so sorry did I speak over you I was there was like a delay it got the ball rolling that's all I said but I I I wanted to add you can we can prove that it's not just because of the pandemic because you've recreated yourself and people like me you know what I'm saying like you've got students you've got followers who've listened to you and gone out and been able to create a successful well, shop with so the same I, skills. I have made another POD shop too. So we're not going to get totally into that, but um, <laughs> I have made, I have made another shop because people have found out about my first shop, which is okay. It was bound to happen. Um, but there's proof in that like you can start at any time if you know the if you have the right strategies you're going to be successful and if you're still consistent you can still be cons- you can still be successful in this in 2023 and moving but for forward. like a moment of self-protection to like for you guys listening first of all y'all are so cute because the way that you make jenny and i spill our guts to you i will never get over it we love this you guys so much insane. but also if you're sweating. in the on demand space if you're Anything that someone else could easily replicate, but print on demand and digital products are particularly easy to knock off. If you are ever in the public space, if you get onto a YouTube channel, if you get, if you, like someone covers your story in a newspaper, if you um, are in a Facebook group about Etsy or anything else related, do not share your shop name because it just takes one person who does not have their own creativity that can go in, they have your shop name and they will just follow you. And every time you post something, they'll go post the same thing. Yeah. And they will take it until they completely take you down. So not to go down a rabbit hole, but for you but guys. Also, like, but also to add to that, not only that, 
It's also the thousands of people that will go to your shop and browse. I understand you're curious. I understand you're curious. Like I once was a curious person and like search for people's shops too. Like I get it. I do. But now I'm on the other side of it to where I know when thousands of people go to a shop and they don't buy anything, it ruins your conversion rate. So Etsy's like, well, all these people are at her shop. Oh, but they're not buying it. I'm not going to show it to as many people anymore it tanks the conversion rate. Do not share your shop, any of you. And my yeah. guests are not obligated right. to either. I mean, the handmade people tend to because they'll probably get some sales and they're not going to get yeah. knocked off. It's a lot harder. But anybody, and I, I protect you guys just the same way. So don't go into a Facebook group, ask a question. They're like, let us see your shop and we'll give you advice. No, if you need that, get on a coaching call with Jenny or me. Don't, don't go if share with people. If you're any bit successful, like people will like steal your work. Like they're yeah. savage. Savage. Okay. I love that. But I know it's none of your listeners. They are all angels. So to be honest, I have been given the feedback from a lot of people um, that they have gone to work with that I have the best listeners in like the Etsy community. Like they're always high class, top notch, super ethical. That's you attracting. Well, I love them very much. So I'm glad I'm attracting nice people because I'm not here for the mean ones. But um, can you just tell us what you've been up to since February? Because you've had a pretty significant life event. Very, very quickly. um, I had my baby in um, April and he is five months as of yesterday. He's a joy, literally the best baby ever. Um, So basically I've really been like, I just got out of the newborn survival mode. So I was really like focused on that. And then um, of course my Etsy shops, I've been maintaining them. I haven't been listing as much this summer because I've been with my baby and I um, am was creating content, not as much as before because I was with my baby. (laughs) But now these five months, I'm like, just like ready to dive back into everything full force. I just started my YouTube channel three weeks ago. I have three videos up there. So you guys can follow me over there, Jenny from the shop. Um, I'm going to try my best to like do a ton of tutorials and just try to my best to provide really great content over there. It's been due time to like get into the long form content. I've been doing short form for so long, so I'm ready. And that's I'm basically to see what you do. I'll be I'll be binging over there for sure. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, so today and this all was birthed out of literally like Jenny and I hanging out on Zoom or whatever and me being like I have questions. <laughs> print on demand holiday questions and we're like we could turn this into a full full podcast episode and here we are um so yeah watch us go completely rogue but um (laughs) we are going to talk about we're going to talk about print demand during the holidays and like tips and tricks and things you need to know because it is different and i remember picking up things here and there that jenny or heather would say and being like oh i need to catalog that but then i Mm -hmm. had to go back to them because i couldn't remember so we're doing this i want to start with some encouragement though because the, the Facebook Etsy groups are, they're very upsetting to me because you only see like the dumpster fires. It's like, it's like if you never heard the good news of kittens getting rescued out of trees or like the good Samaritan that helped the elderly person get their groceries, all you hear about is like the murders and the kidnappings and whatever. Yes. So can you, t- Jenny, is it really that bad? Like tell us about holidays in print on demand on Etsy. Like, is it manageable or should we just, it's what do we do? Not bad. It's so manageable, especially if you listen to this episode. 
because this is going to cover like any issue that you might come in contact with and we're going to help you through that. Um, so definitely save this episode too, because you might be like, oh, these are all really good points. And then you, they might like slip through your mind, but save it because when an issue occurs during the holidays, you'll have this to come back to. So, um, but yeah. Okay. So no, um, don't stress, listen to this episode. We got you. And like even more encouragement is it's the most wonderful time of the year. (laughs) I don't have a singing background, so I'm sorry, (laughs) but it's seriously (laughs) the best time of the year because especially if you're just starting out right now like this is the best time to start a print and a man shop and it's the best time to have a print on man shop um because you okay etsy print on demand sellers see the most sales this um i'd say november december the most sales that you will get all year will be in these two months that's insane yeah. Like, and I, so I kind of want to know what is the cadence like? So it's, and that's interesting because so for us, um, and I guess maybe it was because it was decor, we would get a lot for the wood signs in, in September and then October would be really slow. Cause I feel like everyone spent their money on Halloween and then November would be the biggest. And then December, we pretty much had to sh- close down at like the 15th or we wouldn't get things to people in time. And I just like, wasn't playing that game for like $200 orders kind of thing, yeah. you know? Yeah. So what is the cadence like in terms of like, do you have to check your shop a lot more often this time of year? What does oh. that look like? How? <laughs> so it depends. Like, okay. So let's talk back. Like when I was a teacher, it was really difficult having a full-time job and juggling the holiday season to be okay. honest with you. You just have to be ready to diligently check your shop. I would say like on your lunch break. And then also like in the evening time, if you can just check it like once really quick on your lunch break and then on the evening time, you should be okay. Especially if it's your first year, it shouldn't be like too out of control, but it could. I mean, you never know like which listings are going to take off. So like basically I would say once like during your lunch break and then once um, in the evening or if you're a morning person, maybe once like in the morning before you go to your job. And then like, so that's what I would do. Like in the pockets of my time, I would check it and handle and like, but some things I couldn't handle until the evening time. Um, What you can do though, is have the automatic reply on. So when you go to the messages, you click automatic reply and you can make some bullet points that, that, you know, people are going to ask you. So they're going to ask like, will my order make it in time for Christmas? Um, Like, you can put like your deadline in there. You can put your processing times in there. You can put like, if there's um, a, a printing error, like please reach out again, like, or if there's a, yeah, like if there's a printing error, you'll be hearing from me. Any of the questions that they might ask you, have it in your auto reply that way. If you're really busy, like at work all day and you really can't get to it, at least you have that auto reply go to them. And then like that helps you get star seller too, because you need to reply back to your customers within 24 hours. So having that auto reply is key, but you can't type in, it only allows you a certain amount of characters on there. And I'm going to be doing a YouTube video soon too, to like showing like behind the scenes of how to do this. 
um, because it's hard to like kind of imagine it, but it only allows a certain amount of characters. So it kind of has to be like short, like bullet points. And then you can get, get back to them later and like when you have time and write like a nicer message to them. So it's not so like robotic, but that kind of covers it when you're like really busy with another job or your kids or you're sick or something, auto reply, auto reply. But okay, so as far as the different times of year, like now I'm in my shop just like once a day. I try not to, I used to be so addicted to being (laughs) in the shop and checking notifications. Like it was like disgusting how addicted I was. (laughs) Um, So I like, now I don't even like look at my Etsy app on my phone until I like once a day. First thing in the morning, I'll like check it. But during the holiday seasons, I'm going to be turning those notifications back on and I'm going to be checking it more often. And now that this is like my only job, I can do that. So I don't know if I'll even have, I might have auto replies still on for like the annoying people, like that can just be answered right away through the auto reply. Um, that'll save me time. That'll save you so much time. So you don't actually reply to them with anything else if they were just asking what's the turnaround time. Yeah, yeah, because they'll get that in the auto reply. So just save your time. Save your time if you can. Do you have the thing set over on Printify to automatically process the order? I don't. I have me either. Anxiety, custom, right? Custom things. You've got to be able to change right. it out. Yeah, and then also like another issue that could happen is that I've seen is if I'm selling uh, multiples. So say like family shirts sell. For whatever reason, this always ends up happening like a couple times throughout the holiday season. Some of the shirts won't be synced up to Printify. Like there will be like a weird glitch. So like I'll notice like three of the shirts were synced, but like one of them wasn't for some reason. And I think it's my fault whenever this happens. I don't want to blame Printify. Like I think I don't maybe like the way Did I listen. Did you copy it, the skew over or are you just saying like – if it has several orders, sometimes it doesn't, not all of them transfer over. Or is it because of different SKUs, like design? It's because of the, it has to do with the SKUs. Okay. Like I have the SKUs or something on the, on the orders of multiples, if that makes sense. Yes. So like I've caught mistakes before they've gone out because I'll click into the order and be like, okay, there's six shirts here on my Etsy order and there's six shirts here on my Printify order. And I'll just scan it really quick to make sure like, all right, medium, medium, small, small, extra large, extra large, extra large, extra large. Okay, I'm good. And then I'll send it out. Like I double check, but I am like very OCD with it. Um, A lot of people... Like it makes it less passive that I do it this way, but I can sleep better at night knowing that my orders are going out okay. But if you want this to be like more passive and you don't care if there's like a mistake, put it on automatic, no big deal, but you might have to do some like refunds or have some customer issues. Are you ready to start building your social media presence to help market your Etsy products, but not quite sure where to start? I am so excited to tell you guys about the social media membership that I'm a part of called Julie's Biz Boutique. My friend, Julie Oxendine, started out selling wreaths on Etsy and has built a monster of a social media presence of over 1 million followers who buy her products, her tutorials, and her courses. She is the queen of Etsy social media coaches, and I cannot recommend her more highly. She's also so relatable and genuinely interested in helping you grow, which is just my kind of gal. Her monthly membership will keep you up to date on how to best leverage 
all of the platforms with their ever-changing algorithms <laughs> and connect you with a wonderful community of like-minded makers. As a member, you will also get immediate access to Julie's library of over 100 training videos on everything from Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Etsy, and even more. <laughs> I could keep going on. It's the best bang for your buck that you can get to learn so much about social media and find the inspiration and help you need to start growing your following. Fun little secret too, I gotta plug this in. Julie's membership only opens to the public for new members a couple times a year, but since she loves us so much, we get special treatment and you can join us right now. So just go to howtosellyourstuff.com forward slash Julie to learn more and get enrolled today. Once again, that is howtosellyourstuff.com forward slash Julie. And I can't wait to hang out with you there. So I know you only do one color per listing. You talked about that the first time you came on, which I thought was so interesting. And I mean, I went a little rogue and I offer like several colors, but I haven't told you about this yet. This is, this is so fun outing myself. So like maybe a month ago I got, I had a shirt that was kind of doing well <laughs> and I didn't find out until several orders went wrong that in, on the back end in Printify, I hadn't changed the so on the, sometimes you need different colors. So if I have white font on a black shirt and a charcoal shirt, I needed oh, black font on a sand no. shirt and a white shirt. And so, no. <laughs> she's already going, oh, no. So I go in I'm there and it's still the old quote from the last year because I always just copy over on Printify. I copy the listing because it's all the settings are fine and I just need to pop things into place. for. Fa but then I didn't on the other color, the alternate colors, I didn't change it. So they got like, they got a totally different quote. <laughs> no. So that only happened twice, and I just I just emailed them. And so one of them, they got it, and they were like, hey, this isn't the quote I ordered. Fortunately, mine are pretty funny, so they were, like, happy. And I was like, keep it, give it to your yeah. friend or whatever, and I'll resend yeah. it. And then the next person, they hadn't gotten it yet. And I was like, hey, just so you know, you might be getting the wrong quote, but let me know, and I'll get you the new one right away. But anyway. Um, that's definitely happened to me before, too, like, recently, so don't feel bad. I was feeling it like it was amateur hour, but it was okay. It wasn't that big of a deal. And I laughed at it and I was like, well, I won't make that mistake again. Like it's on my checklist now. <laughs> yeah. I guess what? It's better. It happened before the holidays. Like Ugh. imagine so that to like a bunch of orders from that, that you have to like fit, you know, it's better. It happened now before the holidays. I don't know what I would have done if that had happened. I only, it was only two. It wasn't that bad. And then I went in and checked every single listing. What are the best selling products and colors during the holidays? Are there certain shirt color, like, you know, yeah. shirt styles and colors that work best for, for gifts and things like that? Or does it not really matter? Yeah. No, totally. Um, so around Thanksgiving, maroon is huge and it ends oh up gosh. selling. And this is on Bella Canvas t-shirts and also the Guild and 18,000 sweatshirts. The past couple of years that I've been doing this, they, maroon always sells out. So, um, and then for Christmas, the biggest sellers are sand, but I am weary about using sand because that always sells out. The sand, um, the Gildan 18,000 always sells out. So like I stopped putting products on that, even though they sell really well, it's yeah. just, just wasn't worth the headache for me. So I just stopped and well, actually, so when I was using sand, so the year, last year, I think it was last year, I was using sand. And whenever it would sell out or like whenever someone ordered it and it was out of stock, I would just message them. I, I kept the listing up because I didn't want it was a bestseller. I didn't want to like miss out on the sales. 
and I would message them and be like, hey, I just realized that we're out of sand. Um, would you like it in this ash color? Because ash was another big seller. So ash. Um, and nine times out of 10, they would say yes, because people no are way. buying the shirt. Yes, yes. People are buying the shirt mostly for the design. You know, like, of course, they like that color, but like they're mostly buying because they like your design. So they're not going to most of the time they're not going to say no. How do you find out that they're sold out? Does Printify send out an email or when you log in, does it tell you or? Yeah. So you'll get um, on the order. It'll be like on hold because it'll say like out of stock issue. Your Printify order will be like red and it'll say out of stock issue. Some people will reroute it right to one of the other sub printers of Printify or over the Printful. It's. Yeah, no, so it's like so crazy during the holiday season that like all the printers were out of sand, so I couldn't even reroute it. And then I would even go to Printful and see if they had it and they were out too. Like it was just out everywhere. Because that's another trick that I'll do. So I like mostly use Printify. I use only Printify actually. Um, and at the moment, at the moment, I only use Printify, I will say. I used to use Printful, so I still have my account on there. So if something's out of stock on Printify, I will see if Printful has it and I will put it through Printful. But Printful's prices are higher, so I don't like to do that. But to get an order out, I will do that. I saw they have embroidery, so I'm a little intrigued about Printful. Mm, I didn't know that. So yeah, I kept hearing, kept hearing about how you could reroute um, right there within Printify, which is really nice if you get an, if you get a... You're the one that you're, if you choose, you know, months. So for those of you who aren't familiar yet with print on demand, or if you go through Printify, they work with a bunch of sub printers. So you'll hear of company names like Monster Digital and Swift POD. And there, there's like a bunch of them, right? Yeah. 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 There's like 10 printers. Okay. So that's good. So you can at least reroute within Printify and then you can check Printful. But I think we all just need to be prepared that they could be. They could all just be out, and if they do, it, you can you can actually save the order a lot of times by offering a different color. Would you send over like a mock-up of here's what it would look like on that color? I don't, unless they ask, then I do. But I don't. I'm like, most of the time they just say, okay. And another thing that you can do though, so for someone like you who offers multiple colors, <laughs> you can do what I just said, or if you don't feel like dealing with that, you can go into your listing, go down to the variations and turn the toggle off on the color that's out of stock so that it won't be visible for your customers to purchase anymore. Oh, can that be sent over from Printify as well? Will that update automatically on Printify and then it'll just show sold out? You don't even have to worry about like Printify, Printify's end at that point. It's just strictly for, oh, you mean... I know I'm asking you something. You don't even do it this way. You just do one. Right. Which I, now I understand why. You just do one color. So I'm sorry, but. Okay. So this, I think it's automatically going to say it's sold out, isn't it? And then it'll come over. This is what we do differently. You, within the Printify listing towards the bottom, you can put show out of a stock items or you can click that box. You can click the box to show out of stock items or click it. I forget which, which one. Um, you can like turn off. So if you can have Printify. <sighs> no, the point is you can toggle it. Like you can control whether or not you want those being pushed over or not. Yeah. And what do you do? Do you typically, you'll let the, you'll just let it stay I'm on and then you'd rather DM them because you'll save the deal. I, so within the Printify listing, I can't remember if it's which way. Yeah, there's like is, a checkbox. 
Yeah, the checkbox. I forget if it's checked or not because I forget exactly what it says, but it says something like show out of stock items or don't show out of stock items. But I have it to where all the items are shown in my Etsy shop um, unless, or yeah, they're always shown even if there's an item out of stock because I don't want to sell on the sale. Because think about it. If you get a bestseller and then Printify is like, it's out of stock, not going to show it anymore. You're missing out on so much money when you could like 90% of the time seal the deal by just reaching out and saying, Hey, I'm so sorry. We just, we're out of stock. Would you like me to switch it to this color or would you like a refund? Most of the times they say, just switch the color. That's so interesting. Cause I, I mean, I could see how that would be because most people want the sand. Like they order because of the sand mock-up. You know what I'm I mean? They more liked the design. They're not going to Etsy and be like, sand color sweatshirt. They're like going to, <laughs> I, I know what you're saying because the sand is beautiful. We all want the sand. But they clicked on your listing because they were into that niche. They were into that design. Yeah. And being on a sand color is just an amazing perk. But that's not what sold it. It's your design. No, I just think they have other colors there. So mine, it would still, it could yeah. go through even if it showed sold out. But my, I'm wondering, would they still pick it? Would they still pick a different color themselves? I don't think they, I think your psychology is better, Jenny. I think leave it open and then DM them after the fact, even if they yes. could choose a different color from that list because they're mentally thinking, I want the sand. Yes, 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 yes. So they might be like, oh, I'll see if there's a similar design on a sand. If you have all these options of different colors. But if you get them to purchase it um, when it's on the sand, they're more likely to be okay with you saying, okay, how would you like it on this color? I've got to look into that. What about nine times out of 10? Like it's pretty much like 10 times out of 10. Like I feel like it's very rare that somebody says no. Like, honestly, I feel like two times. And just uh, like, that okay. is such a great trick. I would have never thought to do that unless I, you know, had to. Because there was a mistake, I would have always been like, "Oh, I've got to show this is sold out." That is so smart. Yeah, I'm telling. Are there you. certain colors that are more apt to have printing issues that you've noticed? Like, are there some that you just don't sell on? Um, no. So the only way I've seen there actually be issues it is like in the beginning of my journey. If I wasn't like too careful with um, my font color choices for the okay. t-shirts, you know, like you don't want to put like a navy font color on a black t-shirt that's not going to show up right like you don't want to put dark color fonts on dark color shirts you have to be really careful with that because that's when they will be like super faded looking on the shirt so you want to like be like be really good with your contrast so like bright bright color fonts on dark shirts and dark color fonts on light shirts just be super careful with that but aside from that like I don't have any, I haven't had any issues. Every once in a while, white font will look lighter to, um, on a black shirt. Like it'll look more faded. So that's why you have to be so careful with your mock-up photos. When you're putting your design on a mock-up, you want to lower the opacity to make it look like the design was printed into the t-shirt. And when, when you're selling a black t-shirt with like a white font on it, make sure you're like extra careful with that and you bring the opacity down to like 80 something so that they're they don't get that t-shirt and they're like the mock-up photo was so bright or like your 
your t-shirt in your photo, because they don't know it's a mock-up photo half the time, the t-shirt in your photo was like so bright, but like it's so dull here. So just setting yourself up to where it looks like the most realistic. Sometimes okay. the white does bleed, like go in like more than we would like or more than the customer would expect. But it yeah. like, it's, it's rarely a problem, but that is sometimes an issue where they say it's lighter than I expected. And most of the time I go back and I see my mock-up photo, like the opacity was too high. So it's like my, fault. Oh, I've heard, I've heard several times that black can be problematic, like, especially with like pinks or reds, you know, trying to print on them that they can, they can look kind of iffy. Yeah. yeah. But if I, I really think your mock-up photo is K, like with the opacity, but yeah, yeah. Every now and then you do hear a story like that, but not, not enough to where it's like a big concern. Okay. So we already talked about, man, we've been very efficient. So what about um, shipping delays? Like if someone's not going to receive their order in time for Christmas, how do you handle that or with our holiday so, of choice? So that's um, a part of the automatic reply. So like they'll get the deadlines. Um, I also make sure like to be on the lookout if you're using Printify or Printful, whoever you're using, they will give you updates pretty much like daily as you get closer to the holiday um, of when their deadline is. So whenever their deadline is, it should be your deadline as well. And um, so, and I, I will put it like in multiple places in my Etsy shops, like in the description and you can bulk add this to all of your descriptions, go into your listings um, in Etsy and then go to the top and there's a bulk edit button and drop down and click description and add it into all of your descriptions, like your holiday deadline. So they're not, everybody will read the description, but they're, they're aware, like it's, you can at least say it was in my description, you know, you can also add it to your shop announcement. And then um, you can also add it in your thank you message. So it's um, the like in the settings, the sh it's shop and appearance. And then I believe it's right in there. You scroll down to the thank you message and just say like, our deadline was blank. Like we hope that you get your products in time, but we can't guarantee it type of thing. So you're covered there. And then also a little hack that you can do is when you know the deadline and it's like it's on the day of the deadline or like past the deadline deadline you can bulk edit and add a personalization box to all of your listings now be careful if you have a lot of personalized listings on your shops yeah on your shop this might mess up those so like have to all right, so, those. yes so go to bulk edit and like select all, but then go through and click off the ones that are personalized because this will mess up those personalizations. So don't do that. Okay. So, um, but on the ones that aren't personalized, you're going to put a personalization box in there and you're going to say the deadline for the, our products are, is blank to be received in time for the holiday. Like you may or may not receive them at this point. Like there's no guarantee and please type yes into the box. Um, if you agree before purchasing. So before they'll try to purchase, cause they'll be like, I'm not personalizing this. And they'll like click purchase. And you might get some messages like I'm trying to order and it's not going through. Um, and then you're just like, oh, because you have to fill, you have to agree to the 
like in the personalization box type yes if you agree to this message or whatever and that doesn't happen too often but you will get that message sometimes <laughs> but people will type yes and they will still order so there's a lot I of less then there's just no confusion like they they yeah. are for sure seeing that yes and and also make sure man i wish i had this advice <laughs> also <laughs> that you make the the answer where they type yes only three characters so that they can only type yes because they'll be like yes but i really hope that it'll still make it because my daughter blah 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 like they'll give you the whole like thing and make you feel bad so like, literally only put it to three characters so they can only put yes and they don't bother you about anything else i love that not even yes. that it's a bother. I just don't, because they, they think they're playing on my emotions. Like, oh, I'll get it out mm -hmm. faster for them because of their daughter's mm -hmm. cats, puppies, kittens. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> I'm like, like, no, I love you. I literally just can't. Like, I yeah. cannot deliver this to your house. <laughs> I always feel like, I wish I could personally bring it to your door, but I cannot. Like, so, uh, so I am that, <laughs> And then you will still, even the people that type yes into the box that don't get it in time will still be sometimes um, may reach out to you and be like, do you have any idea of when this is coming? And like, sometimes you have to just like look into the tracking or the production time and like give them an answer and be like, I can't guarantee that it'll make it. Like you checked off yes in the box, but it's estimated to arrive on this date. And you can find that by going into your orders on Printify and seeing where it is in the production. And if it's track, if it already is in tracking, you can click the tracking and see the estimated date that they're getting it. So you can at least respond to them and just, and then if anybody's mad, after the holiday and they're like, it never came, it ruined my daughter's Christmas. <laughs> um, then you're just like, sorry. And just make sure you have like, just cover yourself in your descriptions and your policies that this is the deadline. And I'm sorry, we will not ex accept any returns or exchanges due to ordering past the deadline and not receiving it in time for the holiday. Just cover yourself in multiple places and then when they reach out to you, you say, I'm sorry, but this is shop policies, no returns or exchanges due to you ordering past the deadline. So you put it on that. You don't want to be out of pocket for money. And like, I do feel bad when it doesn't make it in time. Yeah. Of course, every single order to make it. And like my first year, I would feel bad and I would like, I would refund and like lose so much money. And then once you start making a lot of money, it's like, you can't do that for everyone. So you and you can it's okay to explain to people that like i you know my um orders are my products are made to order when a pro when an order comes in i make the product otherwise like i'm out of money you can't like exchange it you can't can't get a refund and you just be factual and most of the time they respond nicely or they don't respond at all y'all I don't know about you, but the legal stuff surrounding business really intimidates me. <laughs> like, it's not fun. It's not easy. And I generally just want to shove my head in the sand like an ostrich and hope it will go away and nothing bad will ever happen. But the truth of the matter is that we're business owners now, and that is so cool. And it takes so much courage and effort. And it would be absolutely devastating to lose it all 
and more, like maybe even our homes or our our family's well-being, because we didn't take a few precautionary steps in the front end to set up our business correctly. So whether you're just getting started on Etsy or you've been selling for years now but never quite got around to the legal setup, I want to make sure you know about attorney Paige Hulse and her creative law shop. Paige used to be an Etsy seller just like us, which I freaking love because she gets us, she understands the nature of our business and the Etsy platform so well, like so much better than, you know, some local attorney who maybe understands like, you know, general law. She's the one person that I trust for myself and that I trust to take care of you guys for like any entrepreneurship needs. Like, or by the way, equestrian as well. If you happen to be a horsey person like she and I are, she's got a specialty there as well. So first off, I want you to know about some free resources. Um, Paige was on the podcast three times so far. So if you look for episodes 36, 61, and 86, um, great free advice there. You can learn some of the basics from her of how to protect your your business, the way you need to set it up correctly. Um, She's an absolute doll and she's smart as a whip. And also like you're going to love the easy way that she breaks down like complicated legalese. Like I can actually, I can actually focus on what she's saying and not go blank because it's so technical. Um, You're going to love her. And also this is really important. I want you to know that she's available if you, um, especially in the United States, of course, like if you run into legal trouble or if you need to register a trademark or you have some other issue with your business that requires legal advice, um, you can just search for Paige Hulse Law. Hulse is spelled H as in horse, U-L-S-E. And I'll also have her sites, um, you know, of course, linked in the show notes for you guys. And most importantly, I want to make sure you know about her creative law shop because it can save you boatloads of money. Um, It's literally like a template shop. For, for like legal documents, the kind of things that we need all the time. So in many instances, you can just purchase a legal template from Paige directly from her site that will protect your business for a fraction of the price that you'd pay for hiring an hourly attorney. And it's going to be written a million times better than something free off of the internet. Like the stories she's told me about trying to defend people who grabbed a free like contract of some kind off the internet because they didn't want to spend the money. And then like it, lo- it cost them everything like they thought they were safe. But those templates are not written well and they're not written specific to like the Etsy entrepreneur. So she has so much in there. You can get everything from your LLC contract, which is super critical, a multi-person LLC agreements for partnerships if you work with more than one person in the LLC, special provisions for your Etsy shop policies if you really want to cover yourself there, affiliate agreements, influencer contracts, photography releases, and so much more. There's literally over 80 contracts available plus um, additional free resources. Her blog is incredible. And there's a lot of educational tools, like some even for purchase if you want to take like a course learning some basic business law stuff. So check it out. If you need to order something from the Creative Law Shop and you want a bit of a break on the price, you can use my coupon code, SMILEY10. That's all lowercase, S-M-I-L-E-Y and the number 10, and you get 10% off and hopefully that will help. So just go to shopcreativelaw.com and there are a ton of resources waiting for you. My hope and prayer is that you'll never need to fight a legal battle, but just like we have fire insurance and car insurance for a reason, setting up your business the right way now can save you from a lot of pain later. So I really trust Paige to help you out. Do you handle it any differently if someone ordered before the deadline and there was some kind of shipping hiccup? Like, how do you handle that? Because I remember in... um, in signs, I went overboard. Like I wouldn't actually recommend. I was like on the phone with their post office, like their local. Oh, uh, I mean, but I was making a lot more profit than you do on a print on demand. Like I can't spend that time. Like I care a lot yeah. about their experience, but yeah, 
Yeah. So you can reach out to Printify, see if there's anything that they can do. If there, most of the time, if there is a UPS um, issue, like Printify is really good about like shipping another one out as fast as they can for you um, or refunding you. If there's like a shipping issue that like really was out of anybody's hands. Okay. And that also goes for um, if there's any issues with your customer's products, uh, Printify is really good with refunding you or reprinting if there's enough time to get it to them. Okay. So the first thing you should do, there's been a substantial delay. You go to Printify and say, hey, this is really delayed in shipping. Is there, can you guys ship out another one? Is there anything you can do to help me with it? That's how you would do that? Okay. Yeah. So you, you would go to the order to that person's order within Printify and scroll to the bottom and click submit issue. Okay. And then just follow the steps from there. That is so nice. I never thought I've definitely, actually, I haven't had printing issues with any of my customers, which is a miracle, but I have had a a number of them on my own. Like if I ordered samples to see how a color would look and it wasn't the color was bad. Like they, it was literally like, you know, where it was, the font was stretched across the shirt or something crazy. Like, I'm so glad it's only happened to me, but they've been so good about, I would DM them through the submit issue and they would send a new one. And yeah, with no problem at all. I never knew you could do that about shipping and that's amazing. Yeah. And if there is like a printing issue, like what you're going to have to do is ask your customer to send you a picture of the shirt and it needs to be the entire shirt with the tag showing too, because like people will like send a picture of like a different shirt, (laughs) like, like a piece of a different shirt and be like, there's a hole in it, but like, it'll be like a different shirt. So you need to get them to take a picture of the whole shirt with the tag showing too. So that Printify knows like, this is our shirt and this is our problem. And then they will fix it. Do they actually have a quality control team? Like does someone eyeball the garment before they ship it? So they didn't up until recently. Um, They just announced that they have this new technology. I don't know if they're starting to use it now or not, but it's a machine that's going to um, like make sure the alignment is good. The colors are like good and like, I don't know, some crazy machine that's going to make sure. That's wonderful. We need that. Yeah. Yeah, It's awesome. Oh my gosh. I'm like looking at the time. Sometimes I'm like, how did that get sent out? <laughs> like, I love you, Printify. I love you. I love you. But you know, sometimes it's like, for real? Very, very rare. Very rare. And they are so quick to fix it. But sometimes I'm like, who let this out of the building? <laughs> I will say, and I want to, so I have one of my uh, products is I have like customer service templates that I sell to my students where they can like get my snippets you know, for my my Etsy combos. And I need to make a big update to it. But I, I, what I wanted to add here is with most customers, it's all about how you communicate with them. Like if I show any empathy and I take responsibility, people are great. In fact, I get best, the best reviews for the ones that were messed up. Um, so I don't know. I don't think it has to be so bad. I think you just have to say it nicely. Like Totally. And not just totally. nicely, not just like I sound like a robot being nice. I am oh. a human who acknowledges that you are in another inconvenience human because yeah. of something that my business created. And so I'm really sorry, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Like put yourself in their shoes, you know? Actually, that reminds me, recently somebody ordered a shirt and they put the wrong address in. So it was like a return to sender type situation. So I sent them out another one, but 
something was still weird with their address. So they didn't get it again. And I was like, dude, I'm not about to do this like a third time. So I just like so nicely was like, I don't know what's up with the address that you're providing, but like I keep getting returned to sender. Like, I'm sorry, I can't do this a third time. Like (laughs) I'm going to refund you. And they were so nice. And I said it even more nicer and like heart more heartfelt. And they were so nice. And they were like, listen, I have an Etsy shop too. And I understand these types of issues. So like, it's totally fine. Like, thank you for trying. I felt so bad. I was like, I want to find where you live and bring you your shirt. Like, (laughs) but they just were so understanding because I was, I told them the truth, you know, and like, I couldn't waste any more time or money on it. So I feel like we could have a whole part two to this episode with the other things I want to ask you and we're out of time. Jenny, let's talk about here. We need to spend some time on this because I get a lot of emails about your print on demand courses, your part one, which is your like click by click setup. And then your part two, which is design and which I'll have you talk about more in detail. But I actually get a lot of emails from um, listeners and followers who are trying to understand what it covers. Like, is it right for them or not? So um, I want to spend some time here just so they can hear it from the horse's mouth, like what the deal is. Can you please tell us about your, your two courses and who they are best for? Yeah. So the print on demand level one is geared towards beginners. Really for people who like don't even have an Etsy shop yet or a Printify account yet, because it's going to like hold your hand through the entire process of setting up your Etsy shop, setting up your Printify account, syncing the two, um, getting your first listings up a little bit into design, um, like all the shop setting, shop appearance, how to make like a video for your shop and the banner and the logo and the sizing and all that. And getting up your first listings, getting up listings with multiples. So like mommy and me listings, it shows a little bit of ever be, it just is like, it gets you started. Okay. Um, It gets you started the right way. And it like literally saves you hours of like research and like, cause you can, you know, any course, you can find all this information on YouTube or podcasts. So like, I don't want anybody to feel like they have to buy the, buy the course. When I started, I didn't buy a course initially. I learned it all, but it was so many days and hours. Yeah. So basically I make sure that my courses are like fast tracking your success. So you can still learn all this for free, but like, you're going to get your shop set up and everything set up the right way much quicker than you would if you're doing it on your own, basically. So my first one is for anybody who's like just starting and then design on demand, like just dives way deeper. I kind of wish I didn't call it design on demand because I think people think it's like only about design, but the whole, like it is, but it isn't like the whole first half of it is teaching you like how to find niches and like sub niches, um, you know, like higher search volume, lower competition. Wow. Yeah. And like, like who to design for and different trends, aesthetics, fonts, even like mock-ups. Cause all that, all that is so important before you even sit down to design. Otherwise you're like wasting your time. If you're just like designing whatever, because it pops into your brain. That's how I thought it was in the beginning, but like It's really like business is about serving others. And in this course, like I'm teaching you how to like get out of your head with only designing things that you like and like finding niches that you might not have 
designed in, but that's where the money's at. You know, like most of us are in this to make the money. Like most of us are doing print on demand to make the money. And of course, like it's fun and it like fills my soul creativity wise, but I'm essentially like in this to make the money, you know? So um, I like kind of break through and just like teach you all the prep work before you actually sit down to design. And then the second half is designing, showing you how to make like certain aesthetics and also like using Creative Fabrica and how I like pull a design from there and like tweak my design so that I stand out amongst other Etsy sellers and um, stuff about mock-ups and it's really that is a lot more in it than I than even I realized. <laughs> like no, I, there's a lot of people I should have said take this one because it'll show you how to find where the places of demand are. Yeah, I mean no, that's great to know. And now I know how to now I know how to answer those questions even better. And now I think I hear it from the horses now. But you also have a, a free ebook, don't you? For like folks who maybe aren't ready to go for a course, where can people? Oh, yeah. I guess I'll link it for you, right? Do you want to talk about the ebook? Yeah, it's it's super. This is more. I don't know. I want to say it's more for beginners, but I think anybody can benefit from it because maybe there's something, there's 10 different steps, 10 different tips in there for print on demand. Um, it's definitely great for beginners. And then there might be like a few tips for my, for people who are like in the trenches of POD that like it might be a good reminder or something that you actually like never heard of before. Um, that's my print on demand free ebook and it's within my stand store. So we can link that, I guess. Okay. Okay. So there, okay. I'll figure that out. I'll make sure that there's a way for you to, you guys to access all of the things that we mentioned. I will have links for everything in the show notes where, and I know there's more places to add now, where are the best places for people to follow you and connect? Okay. So TikTok as always, and Instagram, if you're not like into TikTok, I pretty much repurpose things on Instagram from my TikTok. But I'm also starting to branch out and do different content on Instagram and within my stories and stuff. So you might get a little more there. And um, YouTube, I just started YouTube. There's only three videos up so far. And it is hard, guys. It's a lot of work. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It's a lot of work. And I'm kind of slow right now, but I'm learning it like anything. Even like Etsy, it's slow in the beginning. So I'm learning the ropes, but I promise to continue to learn and provide like the best content that I can on there. So I actually just listed or listed, posted a video about um, the top three print on demand products to sell for Christmas, not to overwhelm you guys, not to overwhelm you because we're mostly doing t-shirts and stuff here, but there's big money in Christmas products. Um, oh, so I need to link that video. I don't want to give my video away. I don't want to give my video away, but one of the products is making $25,000 a month on this Christmas product. I mean, I think it's a natural progression to go from this episode and then they can go watch that YouTube video for more on the holidays. I will, I will for sure. Um, and also just like last, like a big tip too, is if you have a holidays, holiday design start to take off, immediately put that on an ornament, on a stocking, on a blanket. Like you want to scale that Christmas design. As soon as you see something sell like three times, put it on other Christmas products. Like even if it's on a sweatshirt and it's like a funny Christmas saying or something and it starts selling on one of your sweatshirts or your t-shirts, 
take that design and put it on an ornament, put it on a stocking. Don't do that right away. You don't want to like waste your time if the design doesn't start, doesn't sell. But if something sells like three times, put, start building it out and putting it on other products because it might just take off on those as well. I have not done that. I need to do that. You need to do that. I have my best sellers and I never did that. <laughs> Gosh. Oh, you're going to do it and you're going to be like, Jenny, you just changed my life because you will be so amazed. I knew it would be good. There's just like, you know, it's always the pull on your time. And my number one goal is to like, oh, serve this so audience. Good. You know what I mean? Like the print on demand is just for experience and just to, you know, have, have content to share with people. But I know, I know, but it's worth it. I'm telling you. No, I need to do that. I got to get, you know, tote bags and, and whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. This is so much fun. I feel like literally of anybody else, when you and I get on here, it's just, everyone's just listening to us talk. It's <laughs> There's like no structure. There's no formality. <laughs> oh, I hope you guys love it as much as we do though. No, it's so true. It's so true. I always feel like, like for whatever reason, like I share the most with you. I don't know. You just get it out of me. <laughs> We forget that there's thousands of people listening, or, but we would share it with y'all anyway. But it's literally yeah. like we're just sitting here like we do. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Well, thank you for taking time away from your babies and your precious husband and your Etsy shop and your TikTok and all the things that pull on you to come share this with us. It's been extremely valuable. And I know that people are going to have a much easier holiday season with these tips. Oh, thank you so much, Lizzie. I love being on your show and I love all your followers and everybody's support. It's just like the sweetest community. Honestly, it's my favorite. Your your community is like my favorite. Um, it so goes both ways. ways. They're obsessed with you. No, but I don't get emails about other, like I have other people who come back on and there's a lot of great people. They love them, but you are like, you're a household name. They're obsessed with you. So the feelings thanks. are mutual. Thanks guys. Okay, Jenny. So, um, let's get this uh, YouTube channel up and cranking and then we got to have you back and maybe we can convince your husband to come chat about his stuff too. Cause I know, I know he does it differently and that's so entertaining to me and I think it's fun. Yeah. yeah. He was on baby duty just now, but, um, yeah. the next time I'm on the podcast, we are going to drag him on and we'll have a debate. We'll have a POD debate because we do things differently. So it'll be, Oh my cool. gosh. Um, I'm salivating yes. just thinking about that. I like tell tell him I'm on his case. Like I really want that okay. to happen. Okay, I'll awesome. Thank you so much, Jenny. We love you. 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 <laughs> Guys, thanks for listening in this week. I hope that you took away a bunch of helpful information. And until next week, go make something awesome. Take care, y'all. And that's a wrap on this episode of How to Sell Your Stuff on Etsy. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. If you're looking for more resources, head on over to howtosellyourstuff.com where you'll find podcast show notes, all the links from today's episode, the blog, courses, coaching, and more. If this episode was helpful to you, awesome. The greatest compliment I can receive from you is a rate, review, and subscribe on this podcast. Not only will it allow us to connect again on a future episode, it lets me know I'm providing you with value and helps other people find this content more easily. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for your support. Have a great day and see you next time.